the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Palm Sunday, everyone. We can clap for Jesus. I cannot express how much joy I have right now seeing this church like this. Like, I want to cry, okay? And if I want to cry looking at this church like this, I cannot imagine how joyful Jesus is today. And so today really is a joyful day. It's a, it's a celebration. What is it exactly that we're celebrating? Today we are celebrating Jesus' triumphant entrance into Jerusalem to take his throne as king. Jesus is our king. And now, every single mass, believe it or not, when we do a procession, like we do at every single mass, we're actually reenacting, and it's a symbol of Palm Sunday. So every single mass, when we walk in and in a procession, that's exactly what we're doing. We're reliving Palm Sunday. And Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. He's going to his throne. What is Jesus' throne? It's not a golden throne. It's the cross. Now, the people of Jerusalem at this time, they're excited because they're thinking like, okay, Jesus is going to be our political leader and he's going to save us from who? From the Romans. Jesus is going to finally free us. Now, think about it this way. The Jews at this time were being oppressed. They were being abused. They lost their freedom. They couldn't live like how they wanted to live. They were being, uh, 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 basically, they were in slavery to the Romans. And so they're thinking like, okay, Jesus, you're going to come and you're going to be the king and you're going to defeat the Romans. And now you're going to take back the throne of Israel and Israel will be free. Imagine all that time, they probably lost hope. Like, is anything going to change? They probably were depressed, thinking that God had left them, God had abandoned them, nothing is going to change. Our lives are just meant to, we're just meant to be the slaves. And so finally, when they see Jesus, they're like, we want this guy to be our king. But they don't realize that Jesus did not come to fight the Romans. Jesus came to fight who? The devil. And what was Jesus' weapon? What was Jesus' weapon against Satan? It was the cross. It wasn't a sword. It wasn't a beautiful white horse like every king would have rode on. He comes on a donkey, showing that he's going to fight evil with humility. He's going to fight evil with love, with humility, with peace. And that, my brothers and sisters, is exactly what Jesus wants to do today. We've all got our demons. And we've all got something, a demon, that is oppressing us today. That is making us lose our hope. That is making us feel like life isn't going to change. I'm going to stay the same. Life is going to stay the same. And God, maybe we can even feel like, God, are you even there? Just like they did. And so... Jesus wants to be king. He wants to come in and he wants to fight those demons that are oppressing us, 
those situations that feel very heavy, that make us feel like we lost our hope. What did they do that day when Jesus comes in? They take these palms. Now, why did they take palms? Why did they take the branches off the tree? What were they telling Jesus? What they were telling Jesus was, we surrender to you. They had a tradition at that time that when a, a soldier or a king came back from a battle triumphant, when he would come back into the city, all of the people would take the branches off the trees and they would lay them before him and show that they surrender, that they're giving honor, that they're giving power to this man because he has fought the good fight. That day, they were not only taking branches and throwing them before Jesus, they were taking their clothes they were taking their, their veils off and they were throwing them before Jesus, saying, Jesus, save us, Hosanna, save us. They were desperate. Today, we're desperate. We're desperate for God to renew hope in our hearts. We're desperate for change and not just political change or worldly change. We're looking for the change in our hearts. The change where God can enter into our lives triumphantly and destroy whatever is oppressing us. That could be a situation, a family situation. It could be a financial situation. It could be a relationship situation. It could be an illness. Whatever it is, Jesus knows. And Jesus wants to come in and be triumphant and he wants to be king. How, my brothers and sisters, do we allow Jesus to fight and restore hope into our lives? Now, when I mean hope, I don't mean just like, oh, I hope something good is going to finally happen. I hope there's going to be, finally be a change. That's good. It's not just positive vibes. When we have hope as Christians, what we're saying to Jesus is, Jesus, I surrender to you. And I believe that, Lord, even though you're going to the cross, and even though I might be on the cross right now, I believe that you're still king, and you're still triumphant, and you're still in power, no matter what happens in my life. That is Christian hope. It doesn't mean that everything is going to be better. That doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect. It means that Jesus, no matter what happens, is still king. He's still king over every single part of my life. The pain, the sorrow, the brokenness, even the demons in my life. Jesus is still king. But we have to give him that power. We have to allow Jesus to be king. And so today, as you get your palms, and we're all going to get palms today, when you hold your palm in your hand, I want you to imagine that this palm signifies whatever it is that is oppressing you and that is stealing your hope. Whatever you feel right now is taking away joy and faith in your life. And I want you to imagine, just like the, the Jews that day, they laid it before Jesus and they said to Jesus, Jesus, you're the king. You are going to save us. Hosanna, save us. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to lay that thing down for Jesus. We're going to surrender it to Jesus and say, Jesus, you're king over it, and I want you to be king over it. I give you power over it. Now, how can we do that in a practical way? Well, my brothers and sisters, this week, 
We're entering into the most holiest week that changed the world. It changed everything for us, my brothers and sisters. Holy Week is, is actually a mysterious time. It's a time that really is outside of space and time. It's really awesome. It's like we're entering into a time machine for the next week. And we enter, and in a mystical way, we get to go back to those events that changed our world, that restored hope to our lives. And if we really want to experience that hope, we want to be renewed in it, we've got to go where with Jesus? Where do we got to go with Jesus? To the cross. Now that means that this week needs to look very different than any other week of our lives. The days need to look different. It means that we shouldn't go about our day as if it's any other day. It means that, especially from Wednesday to Saturday, those days need to be consecrated, meaning they need to be set apart only for God. That means that I need to be with Jesus in order for me to die with Jesus and rise with Jesus. I need to be with Him. I need to accompany Him. I need to relive it with Him. And that's what Holy, Holy Week is all about. Reliving the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So how can we do that in a practical way? Well, I'll just kind of give us a, a few ideas and kind of break down what this week looks like. Wednesday is called Spy Wednesday. Spy Wednesday. Why is it called Spy Wednesday? Well, it's because Judas, traditionally speaking, that's the day that he goes and he spies he goes and tells the Sanhedrin all about where Jesus is. And they're going and they send out soldiers to go look for Jesus so that they can arrest him. Wednesday, my brothers and sisters, Wednesday evening is a holy night. Maybe we should pick up our Bibles that night. We need to put away watching regular TV shows and watching regular TV. We need to put away our social media. We need to focus We've got to take our eyes off of ourselves and put our eyes back on Jesus this week. Everything is, every minute of this week is for Jesus. Thursday. Thursday is Holy Thursday. Why is it Holy Thursday? Well, Jesus actually institutes two of the most powerful sacraments of our church on Holy Thursday night at the Last Supper. What, which two do you know? Say aloud. Yeah, Last Supper. What does he institute at the Last Supper? Eucharist. Communion, the Eucharist. Okay, what's the second one? Priesthood. Wow, yeah. Okay, love it. Very good. Priesthood. What would we have without the Eucharist? And without the priesthood, would we have the Eucharist? No. And so, Holy Thursday, we need to be at Mass celebrating the fact that Jesus gave us His body and His blood. And He gave us the priesthood to forgive us our sins and to give us the Eucharist. He washes the feet of His disciples to show us love and humility. So Holy Thursday, let's be at Mass. Let's not miss Holy Thursday Mass. There's an old tradition. Holy Thursday, what happens... When Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, what happens to the apostles? What happens to them? They fall asleep. Jesus is preparing for him to be betrayed. And his apostles fall asleep. And what does Jesus say to them? 
He says, could you not stay up with me and pray one hour? So there's a tradition, my brothers and sisters, that after Holy Thursday Mass, all of our churches have meditations. And the churches stay open till like literally 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Why? It's an opportunity for us to make up for what the apostles didn't do. Meaning the apostles went to sleep. What are we going to do for Jesus? Are we going to go to sleep and act? You know what, Jesus, you figure it out on your own. No, we're going to come, Jesus, and we're going to stay up with you. And we're going to befriend you. We're going to console you with our love and with our prayers and with our meditation and with our focus and our concentration on you. So Holy Thursday, go to church. Spend an hour with Jesus. At least an hour. You know, there's a tradition where people used to stay up all night. You know, especially in this church when I was like 18, 19 years old, we used to sleep in this church until 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. We stayed the night and we did not go to sleep. I'd love to see that come back. And Good Friday. Good Friday is a funeral, my brothers and sisters. It's a ta'ziyah. Good Friday, I want you to imagine if the best and the most closest person to you in your life passed away that day, how would you live and how would you act? Would we go out and have extravagant dinners? No. Would we be sitting down watching regular TV and watching movies and sitting on our phones and going on social media and acting as if nothing happened that day? No. So my brothers and sisters, Good Friday needs to be a day of mourning. We should be wearing black. If Jesus' death really matters to us, we should be wearing black. We should be watching the passion of the Christ. I challenge you, every single one of us in this church must watch the passion of the Christ this week. Don't tell me, Father, it's too much and it's too gory and it's too, you know, I can't, I can't handle it. What? We can't handle it? Jesus went through it and we can't watch it? It's an insult to say such a thing to Jesus. So if you've never watched The Passion, watch it this week. Another movie that I think could really help us is Jesus of Nazareth. Now, I've been watching Jesus of Nazareth literally since I was five years old. My favorite movie of all time. Life-changing. And it's six hours, so maybe you can break it up. Break it up throughout the week. Watch an hour every single day this week. Or maybe watch The Chosen. The Chosen is a a phenomenal show. Many, many different things to keep our focus. Good Friday, we need to mourn that day. It needs to look different than any other day. And Saturday and Sunday, we need to celebrate. I mean celebrate, I mean like put on your nicest clothes, okay? Like we do when we go to a, a beautiful dinner. We're celebrating. It's for Jesus. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus resurrected. Celebrate with your friends and family. Be happy, be joyful that day that Jesus has resurrected. He's destroyed sin and death. And my brothers and sisters, as we go through this holy week with Jesus, Jesus will little by little begin to restore our hope and to restore joy in our lives. That's what we need. We need hope. We need joy. And when we experience it with Jesus, we realize that everything else in this world doesn't really matter. Everything else in this world, what somebody said to me, what somebody did to me, what's happening, oh, things are not going great in my life, it all doesn't matter anymore. 
Because what matters is Jesus. Who matters is Jesus. And his love for me is enough for me. And so, my brothers and sisters, I pray that this week is different than any other week of your life. That this week is a holy week and that we die and we rise with Jesus. And we celebrate Easter Sunday. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.